Okay, uh, we're going to start the podcast. Uh, this is Dr. Jamie Morano uh, podcasting uh, to you uh, from the uh, VA Medical Center. This is a talk uh, given at the Florida Department of Health and the VA uh, session. So welcome. Um, today we'll speak about the Human Immunity uh, Deficient Virus Boot Camp uh, number four uh, called a PrEP for All Occasions. Uh, just a little bit of a PrEP background uh, for those uh, rotating with us. Um, so PrEP talk objectives, um, exactly what is HIV PrEP, um, how does HIV PrEP work, um, how does HIV PrEP uh, intersect with uh, alcohol use disorders, how does uh, PrEP work in people who inject drugs, is HIV PrEP sustainable, and the question that you're asking your patients and yourself is uh, to PrEP or not to PrEP uh, your patients. So what is HIV PrEP? PrEP spell is, um, stands for HIV Pre-Exposure Prophylaxis. It's a single pill regimen taken by an HIV unaffected individual prior to potential HIV exposure. This is known as brand name Truvada. It's approved by the FDA in 2012. The goal is to reduce the risk of acquiring HIV infection, um, but know that this has to be combined with risk reduction. Um, so um, barrier uh, contraceptives, uh, barrier methods, uh, mental health services, sexually transmitted infection, diagnosis and treatment, needle exchange and opioid replacement therapy, um, I do want to uh, especially thank Dr. Min Ho, who um, has arranged uh, some of these slides. Uh, the slides that he contributed to are um, at the bottom of the slide for, um, for credit. I'd also like to talk about the other little blue pill. Uh, Truvada is one pill daily. It's a combination of tenofovir, dastaprosol fumarate, and emtricitabine. A picture is shown here. Um, HIV PrEP, um, we renew it every 90 days. Um, we have to make sure that the patient uh, comes in for proper clinical uh, follow-up. The creatinine clearance must be greater than 60 milliliters per minute. Um, and please remember, at the time of this podcast, TAF, or tenofovir alafenamide, is not approved for PrEP. Um, so please do not use this. Um, the reason is because TAF is um, engineered to be more potent at the cellular level. So that's very good when you're on ART maintenance, uh, but not so good when you're trying to uh, stop entry of HIV virus into uh, the cells or the mucosa. So that's why uh, TDF is preferred. Uh, TDF has better penetration at the entry sites. Um, it does have greater bone and renal effects, um, but they're minimal uh, with TDF. Uh, does HIV PrEP work? Uh, yes. Uh, great slide from Minho. I wanted to share with his permission. Um, the IPREX study, um, sometimes you can get lost in the clinical trial uh, name, so that's why I thought it was uh, brilliant of Dr. Ho to give um, actually um, visuals. Uh, so you can see the IPREX study, um, it's actually a phase three randomized controlled double blind placebo controlled trial. Um, it's done in many areas of the world. You can see South America and Southeast Asia. And it was used um, in MSM populations and male to female transgender. Why that's important um, is because um, this is definitely a diverse populations and it shows efficacy in, in different types of populations. Um, and it showed a 92% uh, reduction in risk of HIV acquisition. Um, the PROUD study um, was more in the, the UK, um, but also showed that there was only one in 13 number needed to treat. Um, 
Also, there is a concept called treatment as prevention, TASP. Um, this was an excellent study done by uh, Cohen's group out of uh, University of North Carolina. This is the HPTN, or HIV Prevention Trials Network, number 052. Uh, this showed a 93% lower risk of linked partner infection early versus uh, delayed uh, initiation. Um, and this was actually treatment. Uh, but this started the conversation in terms of um, treatment uh, as prevention in serodiscordant uh, couples. And why this is important is the start of the conversation to say, okay, if treatment is uh, prevention, then can PrEP also uh, start initial infection? So PrEP is effective in heterosexual populations as well. Um, the partner's PrEP is a, a very uh, seminal study um, that has been uh, used later for the undetectable is untransmittable movement. Um, and you can read a little bit about these studies, but essentially uh, these are very uh, rigorous studies and they've been showing that um, the higher the adherence, the um, more likely to prevent HIV infection. You could see up to a 90% risk reduction for HIV acquisition. Um, you can also see that PrEP is effective in people who inject drugs. Uh, this is the Bangkok-Tenofovir study. Um, and you can see that it was conducted at 17 drug treatment clinics and um, in patients with detectable uh, TDF levels in their blood, there was a reduction of 73.5%. So you can see the nice graph here, also a courtesy of Dr. Ho, but very, very uh, well done in terms of uh, showing that it is possible to have adherence for people who inject drugs. Um, there's also a concept called on-demand prep, uh, which means that the person would take Truvada at the time of anticipated exposure event. Um, this showed uh, variable success, um, most likely because the events were very frequent. Um, but generally speaking, um, on-demand prep is not effective. Um, Women should really be taking uh, PrEP consistently of 20 days. Men need to have consistent drug over seven days uh, to be effective to prevent infection. Um, you can see this is another way. Uh, this is from clinicaloptions.com. This is another way of understanding um, some of the studies, but also you can see the more doses a week, so up to seven doses a week, it was almost 100% uh, effective in um, not acquiring HIV. And this is a nice slide, uh, also from Clinical Care Options, that shows the effectiveness of HIV PrEP improving with adherence. Um, you can see the voice fem PrEP was, was not very uh, successful. Um, they found that the tenofovir levels were not consistent in the study population. Um, but then the, the PROUD study, uh, very adherent and very effective. Um, so a lot of questions have been asked, is, is PrEP um, successful in alcohol use disorders? We know that a lot of our at-risk uh, at -risk youth um, or at-risk MSM um, do engage in at least binge alcohol drinking, if not heavy alcohol use. Um, we do know generally that alcohol leads to uh, disinhibition and higher risk behaviors and impaired judgment. Um, and certainly our MSM populations uh, can be at higher risk. Uh, often uh, other types of drugs are used in this setting. Um, the upshot is that the literature is is uh, plus minus. Um, there is literature to suggest that 
um, there is ability to adhere to PrEP in alcohol use disorders, and in fact, it, it should be encouraged given the high-risk behavior. Um, of course, PrEP should be discussed at the time of alcohol uh, use counseling. Um, it should be really part of the substance use um, counseling package. Um, there's some literature to suggest um, that those uh, with heavy alcohol are not as adherent, but um, there's always a uh, continuum, I think, of adherence in alcohol use disorders, and certainly would take it by a case-by-case case, uh, basis. Um, also for those who uh, inject drugs, um, these, this population is also very high risk, um, certainly uh, present late to HIV testing and diagnosis or because usually not followed uh, in care uh, and certainly have more interactions that are higher risk. Um, also female partners of uh, drug users are also high risk. Now can this uh, population be adherent to uh, PrEP? Uh, the answer is yes, absolutely possible. Um, each, each patient is different, but um, the literature does suggest that there is uh, adherence abilities in effect it should be at least offered as an option uh, for those using drugs as part of the substance use package some suggest uh, to offer prep uh, in suboxone and methadone uh, replacement um, clinics also called opioid replacement therapy ORT is PrEP sustainable? Uh, yes. Um, individuals with substance use disorder have been shown to be adherent uh, to antiretroviral therapy um, not only antiretroviral therapy once infected, um, but also uh, adherent to PrEP. Um, one can consider PrEP to be a bridge over troubled water, so certainly it is a um, helpful uh, tool uh, in the, the toolbox, if you will, to prevent HIV. Um, certainly it has to be um, combined with other risk reduction behaviors. Um, PrEP utilization in the United States um, also wanted to show that uh, there is more and more PrEP being used uh, since its uh, approval in 2012. It's now increasing. It's being uh, covered by insurance agencies. States uh, such as the state of Florida are uh, providing PrEP counseling services and um, limited supplies of the PrEP uh, drug, um, and also pharmaceutical companies are offering this as well. Um, the regimen is well tolerated. Um, it is safe in pregnancy. Um, very few adverse effects. Usually um, the person taking PrEP is, is uh, relatively young with very few comorbidities. Um, you can see some adverse effects of abdominal pain, loose stools or fatigue, um, and certainly need to watch renal function um, and bone marrow um, uh, density, uh, or bone density uh, levels, um, I should say, with TDF. Um, but I would recommend to continue PrEP um, at least until the life situation changes um, or if the patient is no longer willing or, or able uh, to keep up with screening regimens or if the patient um, refuses to come to clinic to, uh, to get those every three-month uh, screens. Um, now HIV acquisition is possible, but it is very rare. Um, some examples were given. There are at least three examples where uh, individuals have acquired um, resistant strains, so uh, tenofovir uh, and intracytabine resistant strains with either the M184V or the K65R mutation. And yes, uh, that would enable uh, transmission uh, of HIV, but that is very rare. Uh, for that reason, uh, there are actually ongoing HPTN studies to look at other uh, PrEP regimens um, to take care of the situation. Um, also, a case of HIV acquisition has been known with very, very high viremia um, in, the, um, in the index patient. But generally speaking, PrEP is very, very effective, and PrEP is not known to cause um, mutations once the... Um, 
uh, if HIV is acquired, uh, because you remember there's no virus in the body when someone is taking PrEP, so there's no opportunity uh, for resistance. That's why we screen every three months to make sure. Uh, to prep or not to prep, I um, want to direct your attention to the CDC HIV PrEP guidelines. Um, these are kind of general questions, but I, I think they're phrased um, very well and um, kind of keeping sensitive to the situation. Um, this is a risk behavior assessment model for MSM, or men who have sex with men. Um, I would ask about partners. Um, also ask about the type of activity. Um, this is relevant because of site testing. So uh, we recommend uh, triple site uh, testing in all of our PrEP patients, um, mouth, uh, urine, and rectal, um, due to um, many times infections uh, will go undiagnosed if just the urine is tested, and that can cause long-term uh, strictures and, and pain in the other sites. Um, also, for indications for PrEP use, um, right now it's indicated for uh, adults, um, and we need to make sure that there's no established HIV infection. Um, and um, usually we, we use PrEP in non-monogamous relationships. Uh, we'll get to the, the next presentation of U equals U, but uh, certainly anyone interested or a discordant couple interested um, would certainly be candidates. Um, also, uh, assessment for heterosexual men and women are similar. Uh, you want to ask about partners. You want to ask about uh, kinds of behaviors. Um, you want to ask about um, other uh, current risk reduction activities and encourage risk reduction. Um, you also want to um, see if uh, this person is high risk uh, with substance use um, or has um, ongoing relationships with an HIV-positive partner who may or may not be suppressed. Um, injection drug use uh, risk behavior assessment um, would definitely ask um, questions in terms of unprescribed drugs, specifically um, intravenous crushed pills, because um, that can also put them at risk for bacterial infections, um, and would ask about uh, methadone or suboxone opioid replacement therapy, um, and then just asking um, the questions uh, shown here. Uh, CDC PrEP guidelines, um, this is a nice graph. Um, Certainly, the, the major categories that we think of are MSM and, and heterosexual men and women and injection drug users. Um, however, as you can imagine, um, there are combinations of all uh, three and certainly um, individuals who um, are, are not ready to, to tell you about certain kinds of behaviors. So obviously, keeping a, an open mind as a clinician is very important. And the general themes are uh, HIV risk, any recent bacterial uh, sexually transmitted infection, high number of partners, um, and um, history of uh, risk, uh, high risk behaviors such as commercial sex work or um, inconsistent uh, condom use. Um, People are clinically eligible for PrEP. Certainly, you want to make sure they do not have HIV. Uh, you might need to get a viral load if you suspect an acute infection. And we do want to check for hepatitis B infection and check for vaccination. Um, I would also recommend uh, looking for hepatitis C as well in your PrEP candidates because now we can treat hepatitis C in as little as eight weeks. Now, CDC HIV PrEP guidelines, um, we would recommend following up visits every three months. Um, I think it gets confusing knowing when to check at three months and six months. I think um, I would just check for um, uh, syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia, uh, and if appropriate, trichomonas or BV every um, three months consistently. Um, I think that's uh, a lot easier instead of trying to make a judgment call every six months. I think it's just good to be consistent with each of your patients and just do a three-month timeline.
and um, we do actually give out um, educational uh, uh, protocols uh, in our clinic so that way each patient receives um, standardized uh, information educational med uh, information about prep and what we're doing so that way we keep it consistent and fair with all of our patients in terms of our policies on every three months testing um, when we would consider urine drug testing um, that way it, it's fair to all of your patients um, I wanted to share with you the Florida Department of Health Prep Plan of Action Toolkit. Um, this is very, very exciting and um, very, um, I guess, proud of, of uh, the state of Florida for doing such a great job. This is a wonderful resource, and this is a good compendium of materials for healthcare providers um, that really brings together uh, the wisdom of uh, sites uh, from San Francisco to New York, kind of in a um, generalized action toolkit. Um, Essentially, the provider checklist, you can see, uh, first of all, completing a high-risk evaluation, confirming a negative HIV test, performing a hepatitis B screening test, so that would be your hepatitis, I'd recommend a hepatitis B uh, core antibody, surface antibody, and surface antigen. I'd also recommend uh, hepatitis C screening, that would be an antibody. Um, and if positive, a reflex hepatitis C viral load. Um, you want to check a creatinine clearance and uh, making sure it's greater than 60 and uh, making sure that um, the patient is not on any other antivirals clearly, um, and then inquiring about uh, pregnancy, probably taking a, a urine pregnancy test may be applicable if uh, there's uncertainty. Um, also counseling, um, there is an art in prep counseling, but it's very easy to learn, and I would encourage um, all physicians to consider to offer PrEP, uh, whether they be in uh, psychiatry or the um, substance use centers, um, certainly primary care doctors, uh, internal medicine doctors, and um, always call your friendly infectious disease physician. We'll be happy to assist as well and, and help set up your protocols. Um, and we do have a PrEP clinic now at the Department of Health in Hillsborough at the University office. So that goes live April 2018. And uh, all uh, departments of health should be offering uh, PrEP uh, rolling out um, very soon and, and sequentially. Uh, in any case, uh, we've kind of gone over this, but essentially uh, testing I would do um, three months. You certainly could do every two months, but you want to do at least every three months, uh, no more than three months, uh, using uh, Truvada, at least for now that's the standard of care for PrEP. Um, and then um, looking for risk reductions and uh, offering hepatitis B vaccination. I would argue hepatitis A as well, um, and, and um, talking about any adverse reactions. And that should probably be in your, your educational protocol. We do have examples that we can share with you if you're interested. Um, we call it, uh, kind of coined the three-step prep. Um, it's a screen, initiate, maintain. So screen for a negative HIV test, uh, check a viral load if you uh, think there's acute infection, if the patient's giving a history of a rash or very high-risk exposure. Uh, check hepatitis B, C, and arguably A status. Vaccinate for A and B as appropriate. Um, check a, make sure a pregnancy is negative. Check a UDS and a UA. Because um, remember, tenofovir can cause um, renal tumor dysfunctions and Fanconi's syndrome. You want to make sure the creatinine clearance is greater than 60 milliliters per minute. Um, we want to take a baseline sexually transmitted infection uh, screen. Um, that would be a uh, urine uh, NAT um, nucleic acid uh, amplification test for uh, GC and chlamydia. 
Um, remember, we don't do urethral swabs anymore for GC chlamydia. We just take a urine. The first void is the best. Um, and then throat and, and rectal swabs. The patient can uh, do their own uh, rectal swabs, if you like, at clinic. Um, and then CBC and a CMP. And then would consider that patient education protocol contract that uh, we talked about. Uh, Truvada, 90 days. Um, normally, no refills. You want to make sure they come back. But certainly, if they have extenuating circumstances, uh, we do refill. But we like to see them regularly. Um, the Department of Health recognize, uh, recommends a follow-up phone call in about one or two weeks, which makes great sense, and return to clinic at least uh, the li no later than three months. You might want to consider two months, and then always incorporate risk reduction counseling, condom substance use, mental health uh, use um, counseling. Uh, maintain, so you want to do a triple site STI, serum RPR, uh, those are the tests, CBC, CMP, HIV, antibody antigen test, and ongoing risk reduction and mental health substance use counseling. Um, so that's a prep for all occasions. Uh, thank you for your attention. If you have any other uh, questions, you can always uh, write us at the uh, email below. Uh, super excited to uh, roll out prep uh, in Florida and uh, in our clinic sites at the, uh, the VA as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.